Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. This is episode number 17, and I'm your host, Jenna. And in this episode, we're going to talk about clutter and organization. We're going to simplify organization for you so you don't have to keep reorganizing and reorganizing. And we'll talk about three steps that you can take so that you can stay organized. And you're going to hear all about my obsession I have with tubs and other little containers. Now, because I have lots of mamas in this community that are finding they have more free time on their hands after doing some of the decluttering that we've been talking about, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my free photography course, Manual Mode Made Simple. This course consists of several video lessons that walk you through the settings you need to know to finally take your DSLR out of auto mode and take creative control of your camera. So if you're one of those moms listening that loves photography and getting images of their kiddos and you have a DSLR that you just have never learned all the different settings on, please jump over and sign up for that course. It's completely free, and I think you're going to love it. I will link to that in the show notes at homewithkids.com forward slash episode 17. Now, before we get started today, I wanted to tell you that learning to simplify your possessions and taking steps towards a simpler life is a journey. It's not something you're going to all of a sudden be good at or even something that you ever really conclude, in my opinion. There's no right or wrong size house that you have to live in or number of belongings you are allowed to have in order to call yourself a minimalist. You aren't doing it all wrong just because you love to buy your children toys. This is your journey, and my goal is that by listening to this podcast each week, you find ways to set your own expectations so you can stop living to reach other people's expectations. So take what you love from this podcast and use it to create the simplicity you're seeking. But leave the rest. It doesn't all have to work for you. There's no judgment here and there's absolutely no perfection. So as we talk about today's topic of organization, please remember that it's a journey and it's your journey. So you get to choose how you take it. Now, I used to organize and then reorganize and then organize some more, and I can't tell you how many countless hours of my life I've spent organizing stuff. Even when I was little, I remember trying to organize my room. I used to collect everything. You've probably heard me talk about that if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast. I was very attached to the things that I had, and I never got rid of anything. 
I would get new tubs to put my things in and stack them up in a new way. I'd reorganize my bookshelf to include all my new little things that I'd have, and I'd fill every crevice of every shelf with stuff. I considered it organized if similar stuff was in the same bucket. It didn't matter if the stuff was hard to get to or stacked on top of each other, or even if I used it, I was organized. My husband used to laugh at my obsession with tubs. I loved buying them and using them because it made me feel more organized. I even had tubs in my refrigerator. (laughs) Crazy, I know. The trouble was, I didn't know how to stay organized, and I didn't know why I had to continue organizing over and over and over again. I must have been missing something. So after years of doing this, I finally realized what was keeping me from actually staying organized. And I want to tell you what I was missing in the process and why I kept failing even though I owned a million different tubs. So we'll discuss three steps you can take if you find yourself on the same organization roller coaster. So step number one, and something I talk about all the time on this podcast, is that you have to get rid of the excess. If you're going to have any success with keeping your space organized, you have to eliminate the excess stuff from your space. There is no reason to spend your time organizing stuff you don't need or want. This is wasted time and wasted space. Of course, this is a process, and if you're like most people, you've accumulated a lot of stuff without much thought. Looking around at your space, does the idea of decluttering feel completely overwhelming? If it does, then I have the perfect resource for you. It's the Simple Home Declutter Challenge. It's five days of quick tips that you can use to help you get started in your journey to simplifying, and it's completely free to sign up for. Just visit athomewithkids.com forward slash declutter challenge, and then you'll get the email sent directly to you. So let's talk a little more about this idea of getting rid of the excess. First, you need to decide if you are living with excess stuff. It's safe to say that most of us are, but this is something everyone needs to decide for themselves because your idea of excess is going to be different than mine or anyone else's. So look around your space and determine where you're at. Next, I want you to visualize what your perfect space would look like. If you are starting completely over with absolutely nothing except an empty house, how would you want it to look and feel? And then you need to be practical. You're probably not going to get rid of every single thing and go out and buy exactly what you want and you need your space to fit your lifestyle and the season of life that you're in. For example, if you dream of having all white furniture but you have two-year-old twins, this may not be the best time in your life for a white couch. Now, it's time to create the space that you want after thinking through those things. So choose a weekend or you can go slowly through the process if you want, but go full force and get rid of everything that doesn't serve you in some way. This will take some time for most people. Getting rid of things can be hard even if we know we don't really want it anymore. We can get emotionally attached to things, we feel guilty getting rid of things that were given to us, or we find it hard to part with something we spent good money on. But if you're ever going to be organized for real, you have to let go of the stuff that's taking up the space. Now, step number two is that you're going to organize what's left in a way that makes sense for your life. So once you've gone through the decluttering process and you have just what you want to keep in your space, that's the time to really start organizing. 
There are many different ways you can go about organizing and you can do whatever works for you. There's no right or wrong here. You just need to choose a method that works best for your lifestyle. The other thing I'll say before we talk about how to get started is that you don't need to buy a bunch of new things to get organized. Most likely you have what you need or at least most of what you need already. One mistake many people make is to go to the store and buy a bunch of different organizers without knowing what the purpose will be for these items. They just know they need to get organized so they go out and buy new magic organizing objects which end up all over the house. So let's go ahead and get to the specifics of how you can get each area organized. Each area in your house needs different objects and you want to make sure you put the right stuff in each place. For example, you don't want to keep your dishes in the garage because you will need to access them every day. This sounds silly, but before you laugh at this example, think about how many times you have to walk out of one room to get something you need in another room. I also suggest that you separate your things into smaller containers whenever possible. Remember I said I was obsessed with tubs, but separating things into small containers does two important things. First, it allows you to see exactly how much of something that you already have. So if you have a cup of pins sitting on your desk, it's easy to see when you start getting too many pins and then you can easily declutter them before it becomes a problem. The other benefit of having things separated is that you're more likely to put things back where they go, therefore keeping yourself more organized. If you have a drawer full of pins and markers and scissors and all kinds of different things like a junk drawer in your kitchen, it's much harder to just keep things organized and in their little systems and you wind up throwing all kinds of things in that drawer. Then you won't know how many of those items that you have and you won't know where your things are when you're looking for them. So keep things separated whenever possible. Now, another tip is to try to leave some white space on your shelves and in your drawers. We have a tendency to fill up the space that we have, but that's not necessary and it keeps you from staying organized. Having a little wiggle room will allow you to bring more things into your house when they're needed without ruining your whole system. So we all know that things are going to come into our house and if there's absolutely no space for them, our whole organizational system will be ruined. So be mindful of that and start off with some space in those areas. Now, trying to keep that space is very important as well. This also makes your space feel much more relaxed and just easier to manage. So if you can keep some space on those shelves and in your drawers, in your closet and so forth, you're going to feel so much better in your home. Now, once you've decided where you want things to go and you have your little tubs or small containers, or you have your things organized the way you think you're going to want them, then it's time to create a system to make it stick. Because without a system in place, you will undoubtedly go back to your old system of organizing and reorganizing constantly. So once you have less stuff and you've put it where you want it, creating the system really isn't that hard. The hard part is being consistent and sticking with it. I have a really hard time putting things back where they go and it's essential that I have only a few items in any given place and that my systems take zero extra effort on my part. For example, if I keep a lid on top of a box, I probably won't lift the lid to put my things back in it. 
Instead, I'll end up with a pile on top. Now this sounds super lazy, I know, but these small barriers create resistance, and most of us are already dealing with enough resistance that we just can't take on anymore. So as you create your systems, try to eliminate as much resistance as possible. So let me give you a little example. I have some small filing boxes that I keep in my house, and if I keep the lid on top of those filing boxes, I end up with a pile of papers on top of the box. Within days, I can't seem to lift the lid up and just put the papers back in. So what I've done is taken the lid off and that completely solved my problem. Now I'm much easier able to put the papers back where they go. And I know that sounds super silly and for you that may not be an issue. But what I've realized is the least resistance I can create, the better off I will be. So as you create your systems, try to eliminate that resistance for yourself as well. Think about the areas where you are moving things around a lot in your house. A good example is probably your entryway. In this area, I can bet that shoes are probably coming and going, keys and mail get left there, different seasons bring new items, and so on. So what I want you to do is create a space where your shoes can get placed every time. A rug, a basket, a shelf, whatever is easiest for you will do. Just make sure you can visually see the space. Just designating a section of the floor really won't do for this. You need boundaries to make the system stick. So every time you come in the door, take your shoes off and put them in this space. And that's your system. That's it. So let's talk about something like backpacks or purses that may have other things inside that also need a place. Here's what we do with backpacks in our house. There's a basket next to the door. When my kids get home from school, they take their water bottle and put it on the counter. They put their lunchbox on a shelf in the kitchen and they put papers in a stack on the counter. And then they put their empty backpacks in the basket. Now, of course, it takes a couple weeks for them to get back into this rhythm and it's not always exactly perfect but if we stick with it once they have it down the system works and can be repeated easily to keep us organized so once you've completed steps one and two meaning you've decluttered and you've organized your stuff where you want it to be i really want you to take a deep look for the areas in your home that need a system to be put in place You'll know if you're missing something or if something isn't working because you'll find yourself cluttered or disorganized in that area very quickly. So my desk is one of these areas right now. I need a new system and haven't taken the time to figure it out yet. So I am constantly dealing with papers on top of my desk and many other things out of place. So I definitely need to take some time and think about why these things are happening and what system I can put in place to make this work better. Now, don't worry about making it perfect. These things can always change, and they often will change with different seasons of your life. But if you find yourself organizing and reorganizing, stop and think about why this is happening, just like I need to do with my desk. It may be that you have too much stuff again and need to go back to step one. This happens a lot with things like toys that constantly come in and out of your house or your kids' clothes in the closet. So if you find that you're back in that cycle of organizing and organizing and organizing, 
It might very well be that you just have too much stuff and you need to take a moment to declutter that area once again. Or maybe it could be that you didn't get the stuff organized in a way that works for you the first time. So you just need to revisit step two of organizing it. Maybe you put things in one room and realize you're constantly looking for them in another room and you just need to put them in a different place. Or maybe you didn't separate things the way that would work best for you. So you could always go back to step two as well, where you're just organizing the things in a better way. Or perhaps you just need a system that will keep your organization functional. Maybe the system you came up with in the first place just didn't cut it and you need to go back and come up with a different system or just tweak the one that you created. It's never my intent to give you a longer to-do list after listening to this podcast, but I do want you to take action on the things that we talk about. And I know this episode was kind of heavy because of all the different steps um, to go through. Even though there's only three, they're pretty big steps depending on where you are. So you may feel like you've got a lot to do at this point, but just take it one step at a time and try to enjoy the benefits along the way. It's not about perfection. It's about progress towards a lighter life. So I want to know how it's going for you. I want to know which step you're in. I want to know how the decluttering is going for you. If you've got some great systems to share with us. So take a photo of your space if you can. Maybe a before and an after or your organizational system and tag me on Instagram. I'm at home with kids blog. I will put my Instagram handle in the show notes as well because I'd love to hear what you're doing, and be your personal cheerleader. So don't forget to tag me on Instagram so I can see your photos and see how you're doing. Okay, that was a lot of information in a short podcast episode, but I hope that it brings you value and you're able to take some of these steps and get started right away. Now, don't forget this episode is brought to you by my free photography course, Manual Mode Made Simple. So if you have a DSLR and you're stuck on auto mode, I created this course just for you. You can get signed up for free at athomewithkids.com forward slash photo challenge or just visit the show notes at athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 17 so that you can get signed up for that course and visit any of the other links that I mentioned in this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.